This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for February and March of 2021. The grain world continues to simmer in the background as winter bears down on the great North American Corn Belt. Cold weather continues to impact after a relatively benign January. It has been an interesting journey for grain prices since fall as prices have increased significantly in a consistent way since combine rolled last fall. Now, in many ways, getting here was unforeseen. Prices have moved beyond their traditional ranges. At the same time, crops are advancing into harvest in the southern hemisphere, and as we get into March, there will surely be hints of spring on the horizon. Grain fundamentals will surely flex further. Grain farmers will continue to recalibrate their marketing plans. On February 9th, the USDA released their latest Wasney report. The February report is usually less significant to market prices as it is sandwiched between the bigger reports in January and March. With much higher grain prices this winter, there has been some anticipation USDA might adjust grain stocks more aggressively. This did not happen. In fact, the USDA reduced corn for 2020 and 21 ending stocks to 1.502 billion bushels, down 50 million bushels from their January report. This was much higher than trade expectations. 2021 corn yield at 172 bushels per acre in production at 14.182 billion bushels were maintained. Total corn usage was increased by 50 million bushels to 14.625 billion bushels, reducing the stocks to use ratio down to 10.2%. USDA lowered old crop soybean ending stocks by 20 million bushels down to 120 million bushels, and the USDA left the supply side of the ledger the same from the January report, but increased exports by 20 million bushels to 2.250 billion bushels. The USDA maintained Brazilian soybean production at 133 million metric tons and Argentina at 48 million metric tons. There was no changes in the U.S. wheat balance sheet from the January report. However, the USDA did drop global wheat ending stocks below the pre-report estimates. On January 12th, corn futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. Wheat and soybean futures were lower. March 2021 corn futures were at 538 a bushel. The March 2021 soybean futures were at 1372 a bushel. The March 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 636 a bushel. And the Minneapolis March 2021 wheat futures closed at 616 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at 641 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of February 12th closed at $59.47 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last Market Trends report of $52.46 a barrel and the average price for U.S. ethanol on February 12th in the U.S. was $1.78 a U.S. gallon, up from the $1.71 recorded in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on February 12th was 0.7867 U.S., higher than the 0.7857 U.S. reported here in the last Market Trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. In Ontario, good snow cover is helping the 1.1 million acres of wheat safely ensconced under the snow. This is not always the case in the deep southwest of Ontario. Grain continues to move, much of it in commercial hands, as farmer selling was heavy into the price rally last fall and early winter. There's no hint of spring yet, but typically after we get past February 15th, we typically have more good winter days than bad. March surely will bring that to fruition. Farmers will need to continue to hone their marketing plans into March. The question is, are those prices good enough for Ontario farmers in 2021? As of February 12th, old crop corn is $7 plus per bushel and old crop soybeans is $17 plus. Now, new crop prices are heavily discounted from old crop values, reflecting the production season before us. New crop corn prices are 540 
plus per bushel and new crop soybeans are 1440 plus which are much higher than springs past. However, as per usual, immersing ourselves in market factors are key. Profitable pricing is always a good thing. The Ontario grain marketplace continues to evolve. Our favoured status access to the UK and the EU for Ontario corn really helps move corn out of the province. At one time, export corn in Ontario meant shipping corn into the U.S. at fire sale prices. Over the last few years, since the signing of CETA, exporting to Europe has met the antithesis of that, supporting bases in Ontario. It's meant U.S. corn has been replacing at times corn, which has been exported to Europe. The same could be said for Quebec, which affects corn movement in eastern Ontario. This will continue into spring and summer, especially with our American competitors who do not have the same trade favored access. And you can check out all of our grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, as the bottom line is, as we head into March, farmers are enjoying some very good prices, which a year ago could hardly be imagined. COVID-19 still stocks our land, but profitable prices add some effervescence to the agricultural economy that cannot be denied. How did we get here? Well, in retrospect, it had much to do with pent-up Chinese demand for agricultural commodities and a less-than-stellar American crop finishing up in 2020. Heading into spring, it's more of the same with regard to old crop. Of course, we are looking to China again and to make good on their commitments to buy new crop soybeans and corn. Will China tap out Brazilian soybean supplies again like they did in 2020? Will the Brazilian crop be as good as advertised? Will Brazilian soybeans reach American shores as American soybeans reached into Brazil? These are just some of the questions we need to ask ourselves as the temperature warms up into March. Where do prices go in the immediate future? Well, grain futures prices don't don't lie, and both corn and soybean futures contracts have been solidly into the inverse for several weeks, if not months. A sign of strong demand. The May-July corn future spread has weakened lately, an indication of better conditions in South America and the possibility of a good Brazil Safrina second crop. Needless to say, these future spreads need to be watched closely as these high price levels because of low price because low prices nurture demand. Higher prices tend to do the opposite, and that's where we are now. It's too early in many ways to talk weather, but then again, it's always top of mind. In the U.S. Western Corn Belt, drought conditions are a concern going into spring. There is also the Arctic blast currently impacting wheat areas in the United States. Brazil is harvesting soybeans in some areas, not in others. Needless to say, weather will impact there too, despite our snow and cold in Ontario. Weather markets happen almost all the time, and it's key to keep abreast of how this impacts future prices. Now for corn, corn really has benefited from the renewed Chinese demand. And as per usual, what is really happening there? The Chinese hog herd might be in the rebuilding stage, and that takes more corn and soybeans. However, it will continue, especially at elevated corn price levels. There are a myriad of questions here where the data is blurry. Needless to say, the USDA increased corn imports into China to 24.5 million metric tons, up from 17.5 million metric tons last month. It is what it is, but the U.S. won't have a monopoly on that business, especially as we move forward. However, Chinese demand will remain a bit of a black box. If we are here a year from now with the new demand and shipments, we'll know it's real and not a momentary flash in the pan. The March 2021 Corn Futures contract is currently priced 13.75 cents above the July contract, which is considered bullish. Seasonally, corn prices tend to peak in June, but this year it's been so different. The March contract is currently priced in the 87th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. 
Now, for soybeans, the USDA reduced the old crop soybean carryout down to 120 million bushels in the February Wozniak report. Now, clearly, the United States soybean supply is running on fumes, and it's likely that this number drops in the months to come, depending on when new crop supplies come along. However, that's still a growing season away, and there is so much production risk ahead. It is likely that Brazilian soybeans get imported into the United States, just like U.S. beans were imported into Brazil. The high demand environment fostered by Chinese demand led to this situation. Going forward, soybean prices will determine whether Brazilian beans land in the U.S. and in what quantities. The Brazilian import replacement price for American soybeans will keep a limit on old crop values. However, large quantity imports will prove difficult. However, Brazilian beans landing in the U.S. is telling. For wheat, well, wheat is at the stage where analysts are counting how many times they can kill it. However, we all know it has nine lives in almost every corner of the world. Cold weather will surely have an effect on it in the northern hemisphere, but spring will help tell the story. Russian export taxes will limit some Russian wheat reaching export markets, which does help with prices. As it is, soft red winter wheat prices hit six-year highs in January and are holding support. In Ontario, this means over $7 plus new crop wheat for Ontario producers, and with 1.1 million acres of wheat planted last fall, it's shaping up to be a good harvest scenario on paper. Needless to say, emerging from winter dormancy will help tell that story. We are at least a month to six weeks away from that reality. Now, it goes without saying the value of the Canadian dollar continues to add stimulus to already high grain futures prices. This is one of the biggest differences between now and the higher prices we saw during the 2012 drought year when futures prices went higher. But the Canadian dollar was at par levels. Now, the Canadian dollar fluttering at the 0.78 cent U.S. level is a long way from the par levels, and looking ahead, it's anybody's guess how that will change. As per usual, the loonies value always works in an invert fashion to the U.S. dollar. Interest rates in Canada are expected to be stable. It simply bodes well for Ontario grain prices. Managing the volatility in the Canadian dollar and our grain futures prices will continue to be our grain marketing challenge. In the next few weeks, USDA will refocus its new crop acres prognostications for the 2021-22 crop year. Preliminary acres numbers will be released in late February. Official estimates will come on March 31st with its prospective plantings report. It's always been expected that 2021 U.S. soybean acres would be off the chart, possibly up to 90 million acres versus the 83.1 million acres last year. Corn acres might head upward of the 90.1 million acres we saw last year. But needless to say, these 2021 acres will start filling in the supply void. Never underestimate the ability of the American farmer to produce the abundance. This potential needs to be top of mind as we hone our marketing plans further. China is now going into their Lunar New Year celebrations, which should mean quiet market news from them until it's over. As is, U.S. exports have been very strong thanks to China, but also to Mexico, Costa Rica, and Japan. There will continue, this will continue as American corn is one of the only games in town until the Brazil safrina crop comes in sometime in July 2021. However, wet weather at the moment in Brazil is delaying the planting of some safrina corn, pushing that supply issue out into the future by a few weeks. Needless to say, there is a world of production risk ahead to get that supply to market. It will be that market's job to measure that risk with prices to make it all happen. The road ahead for Ontario grain farmers is pockmarked with many pitfalls on our road to harvest 2021. However, unlike a lot of years, that road in 2021 at the present time is also aligned with many profitable marketing opportunities, and we'll take that. 
Let's hope we are emerging from the shroud of COVID-19. In fact, maybe Fall Harvest 2021 does represent the light at the end of that tunnel. And as we look ahead, it's important to adjust and gauge your grain marketing plan further. Daily market intelligence will remain key for our greater success. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for February and March of 2021. I'm Philip Shaw.